This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I need to be checked. I need to be checked in real time for this stuff, man. And Willis. It's not even that we're going dark. We're just going plant-based. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What's going on, everyone? I'm going to say it anyway. We're back. We are back again with another episode here. We have a lot of stuff to go over this week. Some controversial stuff, some less controversial stuff. We are going to be talking about first Viola Davis and her latest win, which we'll get into exactly what all of that is in a little bit. True. Because it is huge. Yes. Uh, We're then going to talk about Andrea Riceboro, as we have been the last couple weeks, and her quote-unquote win. We'll see what happens there. Nomination. Um, Nomination, yeah. Well, potential. Who knows? Potential win. Who knows? Um, We're then going to talk a little bit about Netflix and their recent, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere, uh, password crackdown uh, situation that they're (laughs) trying to potentially walk back. We'll get into that. And then we got to go all in on the DCU or DCEO. We're going to figure out what what to call it. Um, Because James Gunn and Peter Safran have plans and they have announced them. Making moves. Making huge moves. Um, So we're going to talk all about that today. But first, before we do that, let me get into this week's releases because we actually have kind of a lot going on this week. For theaters, we have a couple movies coming. We have Consecration, February 10th, which looks like it could potentially be another generic horror film, but might not be. I can't tell if it's ghosts or just something strange (laughs) going on, but who knows? I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that this could be something special. We also have Magic Mike 3, a.k.a. Magic Mike's Last Dance, which I cannot believe this is a trilogy, but Ghost Soderbergh, my guy. It's a, It's not only a trilogy, it's a Soderbergh trilogy. He did all three. It's wild. And they're good. Like I, I don't know that I've seen any of them, but I'm like... Oh, well, I've seen the first. It's a good movie. Like, it's crazy that it's made three. Whatever. It is what it is. Magic Mike yes. 3 is coming. We also have Titanic's 25th anniversary re-release in IMAX, February 10th as well, which I'm I'm going to be honest, never saw Titanic in because, theaters, so this could be cool. Because James Cameron <laughs> has not made enough money. No, never. This year. No. Never. Never, never, never. Um, so that's what's coming to theaters for streaming, for movies. We, all, we have All That Breathes coming to HBO Max February 7th. Best documentary um, nomination right there. Yes, which I'm very, that one. very excited for, although I'm sure that it's going to be Possibly not a fun one. Um, we also have Bill Russell, Legend, February 8th on Netflix, which I think is just a documentary about Bill Russell, which that sounds great to me. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. <laughs> like you do. Um, we have Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special coming to HBO Max on the 9th as well, which looks pretty classic and pretty good. Um, somebody I used to know, which is Dave Franco's new movie, coming to Prime on February 10th, which does he only... Direct Allison Brie, his wife. I feel like I, maybe. I, are they married? I feel like <laughs> yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Which does make sense. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's. <laughs> I feel like he's taking cues off of uh, Aubrey Plaza's uh, husband. Oh, that's um, right. Aubrey Plaza's husband named, wait for it, Jeff Bain. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, Did he also write? He's done like four movies and Aubrey Plaza's and all. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think honestly, Alison Brie's and all of them too. I think it probably. Uh, um, hey, listen, but, if you're married to a world-class actor, just put them in all your stuff. Yeah. Easy. Casting yeah. is done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Easier to get funding. Exactly. Um, we also have Your Place or Mine coming to Netflix February 10th, which um, who knows? It definitely exists. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher. We'll see. Could be another uh, Tickets Paradise situation here. Although yeah. Steve Zahn's in it. I like Steve Zahn. Um. <laughs> well, more to the point, it's probably more of a, um, what was the Ashton Kutcher, Natalie Portman romantic oh, comedy? Um, no Strings Attached. No Strings Attached. Yeah. 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 Probably a similar kind of. Judging by the poster, I think so. Yeah. Um, so that's what we got coming for movies. For shows, we have History's Greatest Heist with Pierce Brosnan coming to the History Channel on February 7th, which who who better to te- to walk you through the Clearly it has heists? to be like setting up uh, uh, Thomas, Crown? Thomas Crown Affair. I mean. Sequel or remake or whatever. Like, Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're here for it. Bring We've it already said that. Then we have the seven it's toughest. It's confirmed, is it not? Wait, sorry. It is coming. It is coming. Okay, okay. Yes. I don't know who's involved, but it is definitely coming. We also have something called the seven toughest days coming to Disney Plus uh, on the 7th, which follows Dwayne Fields as he's dropped into some of the most extreme and deadliest places on earth for seven days. And his task is to stay alive and keep his film crew alive and get to a distraction point. So that's something. We'll see what Classic happens. Classic Disney Plus content. <laughs> Yes, um, we have two Side other bar, things. Sidebar, uh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan involved in the Thomas Crown Affair project. I saw, which, let's go, dude. Love Michael because B. I'm, yeah, yeah. Get him in more Continue. stuff. Continue. Let's get through this. I'm sorry, yes. I'm talking too much in this episode. <laughs> two others, we have Stolen Youth, Inside the Cult of Sarah Lawrence, coming to Hulu on the, on the 9th. And we have Love is Blind, After the Altar, coming back February 10th on Netflix. Let's freaking go. Um I guess I'll shout out the Super Bowl on Sunday and then you season four, even though I don't really support you, but it's coming back on the, on the 10th on Netflix. Um, so lots of random stuff this week, guys. Yes. And just as a heads up, Last of Us premiering on Friday, not Sunday yes. because of the Super Bowl. So be ready. It's coming a yes. couple of days early. That's I feel like we could do a whole segment on. My wife told me that earlier and I was like, this is a weird decision to, to process. But it is. It is. But. We'll process it some other time. Without further ado, let's get on into this episode here. So, our queen, Viola Davis. Love her. Has now entered or received, no, she achieves, there it is. She has now achieved EGOT status. Yes. Um, And for those of you who don't know, that means she has now won an Emmy a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, which is very difficult to do on its own, any of those. Yeah. But winning all four of them is astounding, and only 17 people have She's ever done the it. 18th, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is just like under 20 people have done this in yeah. history. Yeah. That's astounding. And my God, does so, she deserve it. <laughs> just to run through it, uh, yeah. she won a Grammy on Sunday mm-hmm. for her audiobook of her memoir, Finding Me. Yep. Cool. Uh, she has an Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder, which mm-hmm. she was incredible in. Yep. Um, and she has an Oscar for Fences, mm-hmm. which was a film from, I want to say, 2017, I believe, 17, which 18? is Denzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has two Tonys because, yeah. Because uh, she's a savage. One for King Hedley Third, and one for the stage adaptation of Fences. So, yes. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yes. 
impressive. Which is just, it is impressive, and very few people deserve it. And I think that she is one of them who actually does deserve yeah. this. She's been working at the top of her field since the like late nineties, I think. And people don't really understand that. No. Um, and just seeing this, it just made my, as soon as I heard, I think you texted me the article. I was just like, well, of course. Yeah. Like, but of course, like, I don't even know what she could have won a Grammy for, but of course, Viola Davis <laughs> yeah. wins a Grammy. Like, let's go. Um, so eases the sting of not getting a uh, Oscar nomination for best supporting actor for best supporting. Yeah. Because now she's a freaking EGOT recipient. What a, what a sad imagine dude on your bookshelf an Oscar, a Grammy, a Tony <laughs> and an Emmy. Multiple and I'm sure there's song? like golden globes up there too. Like all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, she's got a ton. Um, but yeah, we just had to shout that out. Yeah. Very few other people are as deserving as Viola Davis for something like this. <laughs> Absolutely I'm, uh, wonderful. I'm disappointed in you, Josh. Why? I teed you with the perfect transition. Oh, God. Eases the sting of not getting a nomination for Best, for best Actress. It was there. It was right there in front of me, except for I didn't have my list, so I wasn't completely sure we were going after this we so. didn't we we in fact did not <laughs> fill out the doc correctly today so we uh, we'll, um, uh, we'll go off that but yeah but andrea riseborough <laughs> who did get nominated who did get nominated um, for a movie that no one has ever heard of <laughs> sorry not to like blatantly call you out in the middle of the no, podcast you know, like, wow, i need to gosh. be checked i need to be checked in real time for this stuff man that's how we stay honest around here so it's true on that transition uh yeah gold that we tend to yeah <laughs> every time but that's okay yeah. But yeah, Andrea Riseborough, who is wonderful in everything. I love her. She was great in Possessor. She's great in everything. But like we spoke about, I believe, last week, kind of a surprise nomination, which we were kind of both astounded by, as were a lot of people, because one- Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Came out of nowhere because we'd never heard of Two Leslie, and we didn't know that she was in a movie last year. And to be nominated is insane. Um Throughout the last couple weeks, there has been some turmoil and controversy with the Academy kind of taking notice of this quote-unquote grassroots campaign that she ran where she basically got a lot of famous people to hype this movie up. And I haven't seen it. I'm sure that it is deserving of such hype. But the Academy themselves were like, hmm, was there foul play here? Was this something that should have gone through? And now we have their decision, which is that it is fair apparently yeah. i don't know how this wouldn't have been fair i don't know what the rules are for being nominated for an oscar but it is yeah, fair. short of something like actually you know nefarious, like, nefarious like, yeah. like yeah you know Blackmail. she was like <laughs> filling out fake ballots and like sending them in you know right. or something like that but yeah yeah which is totally fine with me i at yeah. first when i heard that she got a nom i was like it's weird because we haven't heard about this at all but i didn't think like oh this is this is completely questionable like we should maybe look like how no one can just be nominated for an oscar for no reason yeah it like it it highlighted a level of like not so much like what this she clearly cheated like it didn't bring that kind of vibe i feel like most people went oh i think i really don't understand how the oscar nominations are done absolutely (laughs) you know because it's like here's this movie that i think it said it made like 20 grand or 28 grand in the box office or something like that. It was like super tiny. Yeah. And yeah, to just be like, yep, this is like a top tier performance 
made everybody go like, well, wait, how did you get there? Right. You know, and I think enough people were probably like, I don't understand that they weren't the Academy went, we don't really understand either. Let's double check. Um, And there's something to be said for the fact that like, it is very much like not the norm. No, definitely. So like a lot of the conversation that we've been hearing about this is normally these are massive, like campaigns for nominations that the studios put on and like spend millions of dollars to be like, Hey, you know, uh, Kate Blanchett, I'm not picking on Kate Blanchett, but like Kate Blanchett is incredible in this and deserves. And like, we're going to do a campaign to make sure everybody's aware of how much this is and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, and like that, like studio forward situation is the most, like is what usually happens. Um, yeah, the idea that a grass, yeah, the idea that a grassroots campaign could like come through like that is a little not hard to believe, but like a little unusual. Definitely unusual. Um, yeah, but like they did an investigation, whatever that means, and yeah, what the hell does that like, mean? Yeah, like rock and roll. And that's the thing. I'm like, how do we determine? Like, how do you determine, like, just because you you didn't do this crazy campaign doesn't really mean anything because there are no, I mean, there are qualifications, obviously, but that's sure. not one of them that you have to do this insane scorched earth, like, I am yeah. the best actor on the planet campaign. If you can reach the voters without studio yeah. support, That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing that, but rock and roll. But that's great. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what they were looking into is like, how did, but honestly- <laughs> We we know roughly who's voting on these, so it's like yeah yeah. Text someone and be like, hey dude, have well, you seen Well, especially two the Leslie? actor nominations come from actors. Like right. the other you know departments of the academy get to vote on like the actual final winners, but like the nominations right. are all the actors, and it's like you know for all of the actors that are working, it's a pretty small group. Yes, you know, right. So and honestly, if she got the support, fantastic. Good for her. And it makes me really want to see Two Leslie. I will say, like, when the investigation was going on, I was like, do I watch Two Leslie? Is this <laughs> but still now on that my we list? Know. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, like, that makes me sound really bad. But like, I had that thought. And I was like, yeah, no, of course, this is still like. If it gets rescinded, you know. though, maybe, you know, I have a lot of movies to watch. <laughs> I mean, it becomes number 26 on the list of 20, 25, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but she's still in it. She's still in the race. We'll see what happens. I have no qualms with this at all. In fact, it just gives me potentially another really good movie to watch, which is fantastic to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, I'll ask you this. Do you think she has a chance to win? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It. it yeah. Yeah. They it would is be still like away Michelle Yeoh and. Kate Blanchett, like powerhouse performances. Exactly. If she swooped in and took it, I would be like, now we might want to do a little investigation. It would be wild and we'd talk about it for years. (laughs) Um, But also, I'm all like, my thought is, is, this is going to sound weird, but stick with me. Is winning like her goal? Like, obviously, of course, she's winning is her goal, but like to get this nomination, I feel like is such a boon for her career to begin with. For sure. You know, that like, I think. 
winning the actual Oscar would be the cherry on top of the whole Sunday that she gets to eat now. Right. I'm sure you she know. was surprised to even get the nomination to be like, I actually, yeah. we, we did this somehow in the last three weeks. We got everyone to just figure yeah. out that this performance was great. So no, I don't think that was her Already goal necessarily. Already a win kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. This is a win. Um, yeah. And I guess we're going to watch Two Leslie. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know when it's going to be available. I think you could It's on it. Apple Plus. Oh, yeah. it's on Apple TV. Or Apple, or it's not on the subscription. You could rent, rent it on it. Apple. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to throw that in here. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Freaking Andrew Risebro yeah. coming out of literally nowhere to just literally. steal this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I like almost want like a documentary about it because yeah. it is the perfect like vessel to be like let's unpack how campaigns and voting is done yeah in uh the in for the oscars yeah because apparently remember, we don't know <laughs> yeah yeah like that, that was literally I, I said this already but like that was literally my thought i was like oh i don't think i really understand I don't really get how this, this works <laughs> and there's two people who cover this <laughs> yeah who should by all means be like i feel like i have like 80 percent of a handle on it, you I, know? Yeah. But then, like, yeah, maybe that might be a lot. But, uh, yeah. But there's definitely parts that I'm like, and then they vote, I guess. I, I think know. there's a vote that's been cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, speaking of things that we just don't really understand too well, especially why nice. they're doing things, uh, Netflix is. <sighs> Doing some stuff. Um, we talked about this last year, probably early in the year, where they were talking about cracking down on password sharing. And what that meant, we weren't quite sure, but they we knew that they were going to potentially be tacking on an extra dollar or $2 fee for anyone yeah. outside of a specific area that's using your account, which accounts for many people using Netflix these days. And over the last week, week and a half, I'd say, there's been some movement on this where some, I don't even know what you'd call them, like, like qualifications. I, they, they, there was a, a leaked list of, like, regulations, maybe. I guess regulations, yeah. yeah, rules about how this would happen, and they're not good. They're really not good, and they're also not accounting for a lot of people who use Netflix, which is really kind of interesting when you think about it. Um, yeah. And if they ever end up putting this into play, um, do you want to run over like what they kind of said and then ran back? <laughs> so, yeah. So basically they're saying that you have your Netflix account that is tied to a, and keep me honest here, because yep. um, that you have your Netflix account that is tied to your home Wi-Fi, which is yep. being tracked through IP addresses, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. You can use that whenever from your primary location. If you're away from that location, so mm -hmm. or if you're like traveling and you have your iPad or your phone or whatever whatever peripheral that you watch Netflix on. Right. If you're away from that primary location for an extended period of time, you're like your account will trigger and it'll block you out. Uh, yes. Which, like, I think the idea from, and then, you know, as soon as you log back in on your home network, it'll. You're good. Yeah. It'll fix itself. Yeah. Right. Right. Which, like, 
not an inelegant solution. No, but weird. Definitely weird. And one of the other things was because um, I think if you're traveling, you can get some kind of a travel pass or a code or whatever that will let you yeah. be like this. I'm not going to be at my house because the other yeah. thing was you have to connect your device, whatever you're using to watch Netflix to your home router at least once every 31 days 31 to remain days, yeah. active. Yeah. Um, which apparently I'm reading it here. This creates a trusted device. So you can watch Netflix even when, when you're away from your primary location, but only for 31 days, I guess. It, yeah. Without which you will be blocked. So anyone, like if there's multiple people using it out of state and the thing that I was thinking of was dude, college kids, that is millions of people who will just no longer be watching Netflix. Yeah. Millions. Well, <laughs> yes. The the big question and the big bet here is it's all about the pricing structure. Yeah. Because so it's what they said, like four or five dollars to add an additional like location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, location or device? Well, uh, I would assume that it is a device like a it could be a location, but within that location, maybe any devices can be used. I, I think they walked. Yeah. It back so, like, but like the idea it. being, like, you can add, you can pay an extra five bucks yes. to like have it at your summer house, exactly, um, or something. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> your lake but house. like, so yeah, it basically eliminating sharing from anywhere except your main location. Right. Um, the question becomes, yeah, like you're saying, college kids. Who want to be on this? So, okay, that's what I was saying. The question becomes like, at what, like, it becomes all about their pricing structure. Sure. Because, like, what is the level to which parents of college kids are just going to say, I don't give a shit. I'll pay the extra $5 so they sure. don't, you know, bother me about this? Yeah, it's five bucks. And then, yeah. And then what level of college kids on the, like, on the flip side of that coin, what level of college kids are, just gonna say like fuck it i guess i'm paying 20 bucks now whatever you know i see your face and i don't disagree um I our listeners can't college, see your bro, face there was no way i was doing a monthly subscription yes. for anything yes but monthly subscription i mean i my sophomore year i lived with six guys uh, 20 fair. bucks divided by six for like the main team there like there's math that it's fair is doable I also definitely went with the college who would, with people who would be like, oh, $20 like a day, you know, a day. Uh, was that what a gallon of milk costs now? Like, uh, yeah, I went to college with some rich motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but so it all has to do with the pricing structure, I think. And like, not for nothing, but I hope there are resourceful parents out there that are like, if you want the Netflix, just bring your Roku home every 30 days. That's you have to come visit me every oh, 30 no. days and, you, you know, go to we'll reset your password and all that enough. kind of stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah. So ship your iPad back and we'll ship it back to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> for that, just pay the $20, man. I know. Uh, I'm going to overnight my iPad to <laughs> Rhode Island for the I day. I need and then, you season four. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's the big question is like, Will people pay for it or are they just going to be like, no, I don't need that library anymore. 
it's tough because Netflix has become a staple. Like what they've done is they've become a, everyone has Netflix. And so yeah. having being without it, I don't know. Will people do, deal with it? I would back off of a lot of other streaming platforms before I back off of Netflix. I would mm. dump Disney Plus before I dump Netflix. That makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. barely open Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I dump Paramount. I dump. Um, I mean, again, I'm also like we've talked about this before. I pay for all of them because sure. I'm an insane person. Sure. Uh, would you dump like, HBO? That's the only real contender, I think, because yeah. there are things that I actively watch every week. I mean, Last of Us, like I watch. There are things yeah. that I watch every week on HBO. Yeah. But still, and again, this is me, so like I could be completely off base with a lot of people, but yeah, I still like my go-to, like I want to watch something, I don't know what, I'm going to go in and I'm going to Netflix's library. Sure. You know. Because um, sometimes you open it up and it's like Die Hard is just right there and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did I open? I, I opened it today. Uh, they get me often with those. Let I, me, let me tell you. What did, I opened it today and something came up and I was like, ooh. Let's see what I get here. I'm going to um, open it for the first time today. New Amsterdam. Boo. New Amsterdam is like a massive player. It's the number one TV show for like a month now. Of course. Or like not number one necessarily, but like top five. Um, yeah, like it's there. Oh, it had, it, I turned it on today and they had the Pamela Anderson documentary and I was like. Oh, I didn't even know that was out yet. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like there's always like they're really good. Like the user experience from being on Netflix is like really good. Yeah. Much better than like a lot of other ones. So I'm like, uh, but. Well, that's the thing. Like I going to other streaming services, especially on my phone. I appreciate how good Netflix's UI is every time going from any of them. And not for nothing, but that's like part of their selling point. Yeah, like it's flawless. I remember it's gotten better now, but I remember for a while Hulu was a nightmare to work mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Like you were like, oh, I have to like search for everything. Even Hulu still can't handle like putting the stuff that I'm recently watched like up at the top. Yeah. It's always like five down. But like, yeah, and they've been around for interfaces. Like forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's Disney. Like right. Disney Plus is better than that. Like, come on, guy. Like, right. But Disney anyway. Plus also still sucks. Like that the thing is like HBO on the phone sucks. Disney Plus on the phone not great either. Shutter yeah. like not great. Like there are ones that I go back to Netflix and I'm like, "Wow, this is mm-hmm. like a flawless user experience." Mm-hmm. Which is a big thing now, especially when you're dealing with Paramount and Showtime and Stars who have the worst UIs ever. I mean, they oh, so the thing is, they have not implemented this. They've walked it's yes. back sort of even though we know that this is coming so the regulations were published to like some online thing of like these are yeah, yeah. what the rules are going to be and people flipped out and then they pumped the brakes and said well like not yet this is just we're testing this in i think it was like chile yeah puerto rico uh and uh, somewhere else yeah um, another country um yeah uh, but i mean inevitably this yeah inevitably oh, this is probably going to hit yeah and we'll see i mean and like people will flip out yeah but like that's what markets always do and then they're gonna it's gonna figure itself out you know and and like i don't think it's gonna derail netflix i don't think so um especially since they've been saying this is coming for a year i know 
You know, know. if they just like flip the switch and they were like, just kidding, you have to check in all of a sudden with every 30 days. Then people would be um, like, well, then people are like, whoa, I haven't checked in in 30 days and I'm on another trip for Mm -hmm. the 30 Mm -hmm. days is interesting because I'm like, that's a long time. Yeah, I think it's safe to bet that a majority of people aren't going to be away from home for that long. Do you think that's fair? Probably 30 days. Yeah. I don't know when I've taken a 30 day trip, to be honest. Ever. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are people out there that like, yeah, I like am home once a month and then my job sends me, you know, across the United States for two weeks or for six weeks or whatever. Right. But like, that's going to be a minority of things. And like, yeah, you know. I would also say that I feel like Netflix thinks that password sharing is a much, well, they have the data on this, so I can't say that, but is a much bigger issue than they think because it's mostly just family. Like, I don't just give a Netflix password to anyone. Like, maybe back in the day people would do that, but, like, I'm not signing into my Netflix on someone else's house. They already have it. Like, that's the thing is, like, everyone has it. Yeah. So the sharing is just between families. Which like, or kinda, you know, exes. Well, well, exes too. Which like you that, kick, you can just clean up. You anyway. can just like kick that, them it's, off. It's about it time you matter. took care of that. Yeah, yeah, kick them off there, guys. Uh, this is the notice. Kick your ex off your Netflix. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm like, it, it's breaking up situations where those people might not get Netflix. Where you're just like, okay, well, these four people just aren't going to use it anymore. Yeah. Because like my sister ain't paying for her own Netflix. There's no way. Like she's. 20. Yeah, but like, would your mom pay the extra five bucks? Well, my sister lives close enough where she could just go log in. She can get the 30 She days. can just All go right. in there. Me, I'm like, I don't think I would do it. There you go. I mean, maybe, but it's not. You're you're in the, the $5 uh, range where your sister's <laughs> in the 30-day. Exactly. Every, visit 30 every 30 days range. Exactly. She can there do that. Go. I, you know, could do that. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> sorry, Depends mom. Depends on how, uh, yeah. how intense your mom is. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um so I don't know, man. We'll see. This is not happening now. Maybe this year it'll roll out. We don't really know. I would bet it's. Bef- I would. I'm. If I had to, if I were a gambling man. Oh shit. I would say probably like late July, August. Mm. With changes, do you think they'll change the thirty no. days? Even though they're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not. <laughs> I don't think so because I think it, and like part of me, the conspiracy theorist in my head is also like they release this earlier, so everyone freak out and they're like, no, no, no. And then like when they come back in a few months and they're like, actually, okay, so this like no you one know cares. that stuff that we heard about like a long time ago, that's what's happening now. But like right. you heard about it six months ago, you processed and you it. flipped out there and you processed it and We're you good. know if you haven't figured out how you're going to deal with this in the six months since it first was announced, first was announced, air quotes, uh, true. There you go. You know, that's on you. You know, that's not, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, like Netflix doesn't screw around. They don't screw around. They, they seem like they do, but they yeah. don't. They really, they're yeah. about, they, they, they're a multi-billion dollar company. They don't yeah. fuck around. Um, interesting. We'll see. Um, you know who else doesn't fuck around? I, that's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> James Gunn. He does not. He absolutely does not. And he is chronically online. He is the most <laughs> online guy I've ever seen. <laughs> he will reply to you if you tweet at him. Just do it. Just try it. Just try it right now. 
All right. So do you want to lay out um, the the announcement that was made the other day? Sure, I do. Let me just reopen this really quick. So as you guys know, Peter Safran and James Gunn have now been tapped to helm the creative direction of the DCEU or DCU as it seems like it is going to be known henceforth. It has for the longest time been known as the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe. Yes. But James Gunn, and maybe I'm missing something, but James Gunn just seems to be calling it the DCU. I think he's like, what? Who cares? Like DC, yeah. yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, extended. Like, yeah. Are you trying to differentiate yourself right. from the MCU? Like, like just. This seems like some like early on corporate talk of like, well, we don't want to be perfectly mirrored with Marvel, so like, we'll put an E in there. Exactly. Um, but they have come out and they've unveiled their first, I guess, slate of upcoming films and properties yeah. that they're looking to make into content. Um. Which is pretty cool because I think people were waiting on this. And to be quite honest, this is coming way sooner than I thought it would. They just yeah. took over like mere months ago. Like yeah, and three or four months ago. Yeah. They've already got a slate coming out. And we know how long this stuff takes. Like these yeah. are decades in the making usually. Like <laughs> Yeah. I want to start here because mostly I'm afraid that I won't remember this later. Let's go. Uh, James Gunn has said that... For the most part, he's not releasing dates on this stuff. Yes. Which is awesome. He's like, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it was basically like a release date has been like penciled in or like we think maybe around there or like you're not getting a release date or anything because release dates become, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it becomes more about like hitting that date than the quality of the film, which I respect the shit out of. Yes. And he said, I can't, I don't even have the quote, but he, yeah. he basically was like, yeah, they, the industry puts too much emphasis on meeting a date versus making the actual movie and making yeah. sure it's in good shape. Um, yeah. And he also said that they're not going to put hundreds of millions of dollars into a film where a screenplay is only two thirds of the way done. And then we have to finish it while we're making the movie, which yeah. is the Marvel pipeline these days. Which is like, oh, hey, look, a filmmaker is in charge of this stuff. Oh, I wonder, you know, <laughs> hey, all respect to Kevin Feige and I guess whoever the hell, was it Snyder? Was he really helming this before? Like, So Saffron and, and Gunn are like the head of this studio. Mm-hmm. Like Snyder was like a like lead kind of like the Mind, head creative yeah. Person behind it yeah. or whatever, but like didn't run the studio. They're right. running this studio, so they right. can do whatever the hell they want. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, from a filmmaker point of view, it's very much like a thing that I'm like, oh, like here are the things that the industry has convinced themselves is important that's like not really. Yes. And now we have someone who's not just been in the film industry a long time, but has made movies for both studios now. Yeah. On, has on, seen both to, sides. Yeah. Yeah. To great critical acclaim. I think both the Suicide Squad and Guardians have been like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he understands filmmaking and understands what people need. And this just gives me so much more hope for what's going to happen in the future because yeah. they have the mother of all messes to clean up here with what's happened with the DCE. They basically have to start from, they're forced to start from scratch. Yeah. I, and they pretty much are <laughs> Yeah, like, so we can get in, into a, in a second here, we can get into their full slate that they've announced, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's, 
almost nothing that I can see that's carrying on from what we we know. Um, no, he's left for the like door open. One thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- like so, I mean, we can kick yeah, it off here. The only thing in. I can I can think of that's continuing from the existing DCEU is a HBO Max series called Waller. Yes. Um, yes. Tie it in Viola Davis back as Amanda Waller, Let's who has go. been in both both Suicide Squads um, as well as Peacemaker. And I feel like she popped up in it. She was in Black Adam. Black Adam. Um, she's been kind of like a through line almost. Um, she's the Nick Fury of the DCEU. But almost like not even intentionally. It's kind of just no. like, oh, she's just been around for everything. Yeah. EGOT, um, EGOT Achiever, yeah. Viola Davis is Amanda um, Waller. <laughs> So that's like the first thing that, well, it's not the first thing we're getting, but like, that's a thing that's coming. That's the only real thing tied into what we already seen. Absolutely. And I guess Peacemaker um, season two. Yeah. I, I feel like we'll get more Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I like that was too, well, I mean, I say it was like, it was too successful to just like, let it go, but also like it's James Gunn's show and Saffron's just like, it could just be like, yeah, we're not doing another season. Of Peacemaker. I know they could, um, we're doing Waller, you know, we are. Which I'm down for. <laughs> they could slowly just do a series of everyone in Suicide Squad. I would watch a King Shark series oh so god. hard. Let's go. Oh my god. That would sorry, I'm my brain I'm just like connect the whole line there of like Yes. We just get like a, a bloodshot, we get a oh, just down the line. Anyway. Polka dot man? Oh well. Polka dot man. I would watch the shit out of a polka dot man. Series. I would. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh that's uh, so good. Anyway. Anyhow. Okay. So we're getting Waller. Um, we're getting Creature Commandos, which is an animated show. Yes. That is being written by James Gunn and is already somehow in production. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that might be like a thing, a carry on thing. Like they, that may have already been in, but who knows? It's possible. Um, so this is an animated thing based on, this is basically uh, James Gunn smacking the universal dark universe in the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is based on um, a team of classic monsters. So you're looking at like Frankenstein and um, I mean, I don't know, and Bride of Dracula. And I'm just looking at the image here, but um, it looks like weasels in this from Suicide Squad. Uh, Let's go. Sean. Gunn. So, yeah. Classic team of monsters assembled to fight Nazis. Animated show. I think this is going to be the first thing we get. Looks like it. Looks yeah. like it. Um, and the big key item here is voice actors have yet to be cast, but they're looking for people who can voice the animated characters and then also portray live action versions. So very interesting. This is going to be a thing that's coming along like down the down the line here. Right. So they need to be uh, very, very particular about this. Um, yeah. And have a better track record of people not being psychos in real life. <laughs> true. True. Although, yeah, I mean, they got to bail out of what's his Barry Allen there. Um, Flash. Ezra Miller. Ezra yeah. Miller. Um, Z- and uh, Zach Levi. And Zachary Levi. Yeah, they got to bail out of those two. But like other than that, I mean, their casting track record has not been terrible. No. I like you Momoa know, as um, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Momoa. Um, I mean, I think Gal Gadot. Is, yeah, is great. Um, I honestly like Ben Affleck's Batman, but totally I, I de- might be I mean, in the minority on that one. No, I um, like him. Um, Harley Quinn, obviously, is a classic. Harley Quinn, yeah. Um, 
I wonder because so James Gunn because there is the next thing after Waller so there's a new Superman reboot yes actually it says this will officially start the DCU yeah so so I think I, I get the vibe that Waller and Creature Commandos are kind of the things that were in motion that they didn't bail on for sure but this means recasting Superman because he said like mm-hmm. Cavill is out I have no beef with the guy he they did him dirty but also this is not my Superman <laughs> yeah yeah so new Superman. And it's going to be a younger Superman. Yes, from I recall, what I know. Right? Yeah. 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 And I think Gunn is writing this. I don't think he's directing it, but I know that he's writing it. He, yeah. I think confirmed to write, not confirmed to direct, but rumored to. Yes. Which I don't, yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. This is a strong way to start, although I think this is how they always start the DC is with Sp- Superman. Um, yeah. I mean, Man of Steel was the first. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, you need someone to anchor this with. Obviously, the MCU started with Iron Man. Um, and, and I don't know. Honestly, like, save for Batman, like, yeah, I think Superman is what fans want the most. And a honestly, like, movie. a good Superman. Like, we have had a ton of Batman. Yeah. yeah. Batman. Um, and good ones, too. And good Yeah. And, like, so, like, I think there's a hunger for new Batman. But, like, we currently have a Batman. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to in a minute, but we will. Yeah, like let's get a Superman thing going here, and this will be how it goes. Yes. So the uh, thing to take away from sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. No, I, I feel like I'm talking a lot over here. Uh, the thing to take away from that is, um, it is going to be still an interconnected universe. Yes. If he's saying Superman kicks off the DCU, the new DCU or whatever, um, then there's still going to be an interconnectedness to this. Yes. However, he has also stated that he doesn't want to make that the only focal point of the DCU. He wants to be able to let Matt Reeves cook and let Todd Phillips cook when they need to and do these offshoot films that aren't really going to be the main storyline, but he's still in on that, which I'm like, yes, please. Thank God, because whatever you think about Joker, it's different and it is wild. And I liked the Batman a lot and I can't wait to see what, continues out of that yeah so that's a good that's good for this going forwards um so let's go there then so we're getting a second robert pattinson matt reeves batman movie yes we are it is not technically i guess part of the dcu no part of this timeline yeah part of this yeah this is just kind of like yeah like the batman was great have another one yes which, which made sense, and I think there's still a Penguin show coming, so I don't know where that fits into this whole thing, but also yeah. they're scrapping things, so that might not be on the table anymore. Yeah, and who knows? Like, they could bail out on all of it in, you know, six months. Right, as um, he said. Not all of it, but you know what I mean, yeah. You know, we don't want to put anything in stone because yeah. we're going to change some shit. I think um, the only thing, I think we've gotten, they're saying Batman and, or the Batman sequel and uh, Superman Legacy, which is going to be the new Superman, is both 2025. Gotcha. Oh. But I think that's all he said is like, yeah, like. Interesting. But with Batman. Yes. We're not just getting the Batman sequel. No. We're getting another Batman movie. Yes. We're getting the brave and the bold. Yes. Bruce and his kid. Which is not a (laughs) title kind of thing that I'm aware of, but. Yeah. Um. But is going to be like another is going to be the DCU Batman. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the Robert Pattinson Batman, but the Brave and the Bold will not be Robert Pattinson. 
Yes. It will be centralized Batman mm-hmm. along with centralized Superman. Yes. Not that they'll be in the same thing, but like no, but eventually. same universe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the Brave and the Bold is about Batman and his son Damien, I think. Who is well, Damien Wayne. Oh, we're getting into my like is a Robin. I don't know that he's like a specific son. Oh, okay. Um, he's a Robin. I know he was a Robin. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. No, he. So after a quick Google, uh, oh. <laughs> Damian Wayne is the son of Batman and Talia Al Gould. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, spoilers, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Damian Wayne, also known as Damian Al Ghul. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So that adds a lot of color to the the second line in this uh, release. That is. Um, We'll also introduce our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch. That's what I just read. Um, According to Gunn, he is a little (laughs) son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, like, actually delving deeper into the wider Batman um, lore. Yeah. Which I think is cool because I think a lot of the issue I've had with Batman's Batman movies recently is, like, I feel like we've told most of the Batman stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. And we've done some of them really well. And it's like, we don't really need to return to that. If you yeah, I mean, like, you're, like, you're never going to get better than the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, Yeah, come on now. Don't even don't I, even try. Make something different. Yeah. That isn't um, Batman versus Superman. Um, yeah. Batman Beyond. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, let's uh, go. <laughs> all right. So to run through where we are, we've got Creature Commandos. We've got Waller. Waller. We've got Superman Legacy. The Batman. We've got two Batmans. Yes. Other things coming. Yes, um, much so. Lanterns, TV yes. series. Mm-hmm. The long-awaited return. I would say arguably outside of Superman, probably the most anticipated. Because they're the most underserved, but the most like insanely yeah. interesting. Yeah. And the fact that like the way that they're describing this is a little weird, but also I'm in. Um, yeah. Because basically what they're saying is they're going to try and do some sort of a true detective style thing here. Yes. Which, and, and they're saying, quote unquote, terrestrial based, which is a little odd for Lanterns, but like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm super, I have been saying for years that I want like a buddy cop Lanterns show, mm-hmm. you know, um, and if we're getting, it's, they're given two, right? Yeah. It's Hal Jordan and... John and John Stewart. Stewart? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I'm so excited for. <laughs> um yeah, this is gonna be great. I mean, he's saying in the vein of true detective, like two super powered space cops, yeah, like trying to solve shit on earth. I love it. I'm here. Sounds good. In a show. Yeah. In, in a, a show, show, which I think is a cool uh way to do it. Absolutely. I'm that was I'm the most in on fanboy sentence I've ever said. <laughs> Oh my God, it's a cool way to do it, guys. Oh my God, it's so cool. It is, though. Like, this is like, we haven't been able to nerd out about DC in so long. Since we've been doing the pod, we've never been able to do it. And now, let's go. Like, let's freaking go. Yeah. Oh, and honestly, like, I know what's still on this list. I have not yet begun to nerd out. I'm sure you have. Um, So, (laughs) we're getting lanterns. Um, Scrapped a lantern show that was, has been coming for like a decade. Yep. Um. And they're just like starting a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. We're also getting uh, to keep with the top 
like the Justice League group here, we're getting Paradise Lost. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't know what this is really. Um, so. Oh, it's about Themyscira. Yeah. So it's about the all. So the the line here is uh, an HBO Max series in a Game of Thrones style drama on the all female island of Themyscira. Oh. Uh, filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. So like a political drama about Amazons. That's great. Dope. I'm That's here. great. Rock and roll. That's like such a better thing than just like, I, I mean, Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman 84 was not fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh. But like, I feel like especially in all of the not Wonder Woman films, Wonder Woman has been kind of just like an add on. Absolutely. You know, um, when she's a major like, player. But she's a major major player, and I'm so much more interested in like where she comes from than like her fighting next to Batman or her like fighting next to Superman. A hundred percent, you know. Yeah. Um. So like, fuck yeah! Like, what a interesting t- like. That's the thing I keep coming back to on all of these is like, what an interesting way to take this. Yes. You know, this is such a better direction than like, yeah, we'll like we'll make. A Wonder Woman movie so that we can put her in Justice League. Yeah. Or we'll make an Aquaman movie so we can put him in Justice League. Yep. Um, or we made Justice League, so now we have to do a Flash movie. Like, yeah, let's get fucking inventive in it. Exactly. And the fact that they're calling this like a true detective style lantern show and then a Game of Thrones style Wonder Woman show, it means they're thinking outside the box a bit. And like not so far, because yeah. obviously they're still basing it off of these other shows. <laughs> yeah, they're they're having conversations with HBO executives. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, but these things worked and were fitting these characters yeah. with their respective tone genre, you know, shows, which I'm like, let's please, for the love of God, if we got four different shows and they were all the same exact show with a different character, come on, dude. Come on, which is kind of what Marvel is doing, which like, yeah. let's be real. They're not been super successful. Yeah. I'm so excited for these shows right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's two more. Yes. There's the authority. I don't know. Which is the one that. that I'm like, I don't really know anything about this. Uh, a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the 1990s. Uh, so not like the planet you- originated in the 1990s. but <laughs> You know, the, the, the comic uh, the team yeah so like the boys uh, invincible thing maybe going on here yeah it's a it's a thing that i'm like it's i don't know who's going to be involved in this i yeah. feel like there will be like hero names that we've heard there has to be um this seems like it could have a, a swamp thing tie-in i know they're approaching um mm. james mangold to do a swamp thing movie oh um that's not who i would which i'm kind of on board with i mean i'm on board with anything James anything Mangle he touches days. let's um, go i did a horror not movie based yeah. on swamp thing and swamp thing has a whole thing of like protecting the earth and whatnot so i'm like there could be ties in there um absolutely anti-hero anti-hero yeah uh i also sorry i said two but there's two more now um yes well, well yeah, i guess there were there were four still to go when i said two more and we've covered two of them since so there are yes. two more uh <laughs> and I, so we're getting a super girl movie yes woman of tomorrow mm-hmm. um which has to be better than the supergirl cw <laughs> yeah 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 supergirl cw not the worst thing uh not the best thing sure um but uh 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I am here for a Supergirl movie. I, I don't know what else to say to that. Like, Well, and it also says a galactic true grit, which I'm like, let's freaking go. Like, you're yeah. exactly tapping into what I want this to be. <laughs> yeah. I um, get on board with that. I'm um, down for that. But then there is the one that I've been dying to talk about this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I know for a fact I have voiced desire to see this before on this podcast definitely but we are getting an hbo max series of booster gold (laughs) which is like i feel like of all of them i mean maybe arguably creature commandos but booster gold feels like james gunn saying i'm the fucking chief yeah i'm making a booster gold show i am the captain Uh, now (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah um I love Booster Gold. Gold. Booster Gold is an insane guy from the future who's completely like not impressive and travels back in time with future tech to become a superhero. And it's like not a hero, just kind of like a guy that's like wants the fame and fortune of being a superhero, but sucked at it in his time. So he went back in time to do better in the past. Like, oh, my God, can't get a better premise of that. Um, There was conversation at one point. And I don't remember if it was like anything legitimate or just like a fan casting, but there was talk about Nathan Fillion playing Booster Gold, mm. which is, I think, like that's who he the should kind be. of humor. Yeah, I think Nathan Fillion might be a little old for it at this point, but sure. like that's the kind of like humor and like hilariousness that uh, that Booster Gold has. Um, right. And I'm just so <laughs> so excited for Booster Gold. Yeah. Gunn describes it as imposter syndrome as a superhero. I was about to say um, that and I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. That's we have a arrived. selling point for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the thing that we have, the thing is we have good reference for every single one of these. He's been like, this is going to be like this. This is yeah. going to be like this. And I'm like, that's, thank God, because it's not just going to be, again, I don't want to crap all over Marvel again, but they're really just towing the party line the whole time. Yeah. And it doesn't work for some of these characters. Well, it's these just, days, yeah. I mean, for the sure. fact that Guardians exists at all is, you know. Right, but that switched what the party line was and turned it yes. into what James Gunn wanted it to be. And then and then now it's like they're kind of just towing the same thing and this is showing that all of these can exist in the same universe yeah. while being wildly different shows. And I can't wait to see how they end up like mashing them together because yeah. Swamp Thing and Booster Gold. I'm like, eh. <laughs> how the hell does that work? Amazing. <laughs> I mean, well, so that's that's a question. I mean, that we can ask is yeah, is there like a Justice League Dark coming or some like is there a team up coming or are they just gonna be like, no, we're just gonna keep this stuff separate. It's like mildly connected. Would you be okay with that? I would be. I don't really care about the team up these days. Yeah, like I don't think like would I want a Justice League like a eventually a, another? I mean, I feel like honestly with Justice League, it like I, I I don't know how familiar, but I feel like Justice League Dark is the more likely scenario. Sure, um, sure. You know, Justice League Dark is I think Swamp Team Swamp Thing is in the Justice League Dark. Um, Ooh, but I mean, it's a I mean now that I'm sitting here on uh, Wikipedia. Um, I mean, you're getting things like John Constantine. You're getting things Mm. like uh, 
Frankenstein is mm-hmm. in it. So there's like the oh. tie in there. Um, but it's also like not unheard of to be like Wonder Woman and Batman and Dr. Fate and, you know, uh, oh, Dr. Fate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would watch the shit out of a Pierce Brosnan and Dr. Fate Me too. show. Me too. Um, <laughs> only like really redeeming quality of that movie for me. I know. Um, <laughs> he was so good. He was so he much was better so than that movie deserved. Like, yeah. I would love him to just be like an overarching character that just kind of like, yeah, exists and is like part of the magic part of, I don't know. Anyway. Yes. I, I'm um, in. Sold. Sold. Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan, please come back if you want to, obviously. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I'm i in on this slate. I'm glad that they are clearly not shying away from doing things that are a little bit off the beaten path and um, having some really good reference points to, to go yeah. off of. That makes well, sense. Not even, yeah, like not even necessarily off the beaten path, but like unique sure, takes sure. on things that we're familiar with. Absolutely. Like, yeah. let's take a, you know, it's not fucking Robin. It's some douchey little shit yes yeah. robin because he's like you know he's related to batman the, the, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know or that's um, great i don't know not just joseph gordon levitt at the end of dark Knight rises going like oh yeah you can also just call me you robin. can call me robin like yeah. good yeah. god um <laughs> spoilers for and then dark everyone for years being like well they're just making another <laughs> batman movie after this with him it's like no they are not um yeah I'm excited. I don't know what it's, else to say. It, I, it's weird. It's such a weird concept that I'm sitting here like a bigger fan of what's coming for the DCU than I am for what's coming for the MCU. Yeah. Um, a year ago, I wouldn't have thought that was possible. Give it to, you know, give it to I James mean, a year Gunn. Ago, I, yeah. A year ago, we were looking at like, yeah, we're going to get Flashpoint, Aquaman 2 and yeah. Shazam Blue 2. Beetle. Yeah. Blue Beetle. I am still looking forward it, to Blue Beetle. It could but, be good. It could be good. Yeah. But knowing that this is what comes after, I'm like, this... Yeah. And, and we're not going to see a lot of this stuff for years and years, which yeah, is I mean, exactly how it should be. <laughs> if we're talking, like, 2025 for the Batman and Superman, like, kickoff movies of all of this... Yeah. Then, like, yeah, like, you know, Booster Gold is going to be, like, 2030. 2030, yeah. 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 Um, but I will be lined up on... Day. <laughs> I will keep my HBO subscription... Yes. Going or discovery or whatever it's called then. Right. Uh, I will fund James Gunn's projects. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Huh. Man. Wild. Wild. Did not think we'd ever be in this position ever. Uh, Being excited about the DCEU, but we knew something had to happen because they had to write the ship somehow and they're leaving it in fairly good hands. So, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm very hyped. Booster Gold. A, booster Gold, man. Uh, I feel like for the what was so you sent me a clip of Donald Faison as Booster Gold. What was that from again? Donald Faison played Booster Gold on Legends of Tomorrow. Um <laughs> and he played uh I don't know if you watched the clip. I did. But he played Booster Gold. They uh sent him back in time to protect like the inventor of time travel. Yeah. Uh, from time travelers destroy like destroying the moment, um, but they sent him there because no time traveler would ever go back and destroy time travel because right. then they couldn't be time travelers. And like he goes through this whole thing, he's like, "Wait, so they sent me back here just to get me out of the fucking way? 
like they sent me to protect a place that no one in their right mind would ever like attack like that's bullshit and it's like that's exactly what booster gold is is like he's super arrogant like i'm super important and then he's like he's got nothing oh shit unless he gets sent back Um, to the 19 early 1900s and then he has i will watch the (laughs) casting of booster gold with such bated breath i'm so excited and I still maintain, I don't remember who it was, but I had, for the longest time, I had a fan casted my uh, my Lantern's buddy cop comedy as, um, I want to say it was Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan as two Lanterns, like, romping around the universe solving crimes. Now, that's interesting because they have different but similar energy. Mm-hmm. When it comes to their acting style, I could get behind that completely. Which is not very far behind the difference between um, Hal and Hal and and John Stewart. Yeah, it, d- Efron know, needs man. needs another good one under his belt. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, no word on Michael B. Jordan's Superman movie. I know, because that was prior to this. Obviously, yeah. Mm, I wonder if that just got scrapped. I feel like that might be dead. But it might be. But he would make a it's fantastic one of those, Superman. Well, that's the thing. It's like it might be dead, but it folds very neatly into that same vein of, yeah, we're going to make another Joker movie. We're going to make a sequel to the Batman. Right. Like we're going to do all this. stuff. Like we can have stuff that exists outside. Right. But it can't be Superman and John Stewart or Hal Jordan. I, I, I know. I know. Would you rather have him as one of the as lanterns? a lantern? Hands down. Yeah. 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 You don't want the burden of being Superman either, dude. Come on. Well, like, Superman can't have that much fun. I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like he's a very straight character. Like, the the lanterns are goofy. They are. And they can, can do, be goofy. They yeah. can be. And having it be a true detective, dude, I'm seeing them two sitting in a car right now. <laughs> a car that they're just generating from the Yeah, it's rings. a green car. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Also, I wonder how the show is going to work. Um, I don't know. But uh, but that's yeah. that's what's up with that. That is definitely what's up with that. We'll keep you posted, folks, because obviously we don't, we have no choice. We love this. Um, it's true. And we're actually excited about the DC universe for the first time in years. So yeah, I'm possibly ever. Possibly ever. I was hyped for the original Suicide Squad. Same. Disasterly so. But like, other than that, I'm like, have there been ones that I'm super hyped for? I mean, as the not Batman? a huge fan of Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Batman, I suppose. But I, I don't, I feel like the hype was more like cautious. Like this could be yeah. amazing. This could be shit. And we now, all got burned pretty quick <laughs> on the DCU. So. I know. Like Batman versus Superman. I don't think there was hype around that movie. I yeah. think people were like, eh. And then Ju- Justice League, I think people were like, yikes. Yeah, dude. I think there was a lot of hype around <laughs> Uh, Batman versus Superman, and then it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, all right. So that'll do it. That will do it. Shall we slide into the recommendations here? Which are very yes. topical this week. Yes. What do we got? So this week, we decided that we wanted to give you a movie directed by a filmmaker that we want to enter this phase of the DCU. Yes. Um, because... Clearly, they are looking for people to direct these films and projects. So, um, and what we're going to do is give you the filmmaker, our film recommendation, and the movie that we potentially want them to direct. Correct? Yes. Because this, could, or yeah, whatever property you want to give them. Yeah. yeah, have them be involved in. 
Um, so just so so we're gonna have a movie. Yep. Directed by a director. Yep. That we want to direct a property. Yes. So like three things coming here. Three things coming here, sort but of. one of them is yeah. a recommendation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Uh, I can't. It's your episode. Whatever you want to do. Um. Why don't you go first? I'm dying to hear okay. what you got. What you got going on? So this was hard. Yeah, it was, especially because I gave it to you like four hours ago. <laughs> well, yes. Um, it, it became a thing of like, there's like a lot of obvious ones. Like whenever you say like, oh yeah, like what director do you want to direct this? You like become, it yeah. becomes very like, oh, okay, how about like. James Cameron. You know, James Cameron. How about Quentin Tarantino? Like, yeah, I want like a Quentin Tarantino Superman movie. Totally. Right. Um, I don't. That's not I true, actually don't. Like, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be horrifying. Uh, but like the there's, you know, there's. Hmm. Or uh, like a Steven Spielberg or, you know, something. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to get a little deeper than that. Mm. Um, and my recommendation is going to be a movie called You Were Never Really Here. Yes. Have you seen this movie? This is Lynn Ramsey. Lynn Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. And she's the director I want. She's fire. <laughs> she's so good this movie is so like like i want to say still but chaotic that's her jam yeah it's such like intense dark violence and then it in like such a quiet like conserve not conservative but like uh constrained style yeah. That I just love. I watched this movie just like randomly one day. I remember you talked about it. It was on my list. Like, what? Oh, did we? Yeah. It yeah. was on my list for like the longest time. And I was like, oh man, that movie was really good. So that's my that's my choice. Uh nice. you were never really here. That's my recommendation. Lynn Ramsey. Uh the character that I like want a Lynn Ramsey DCU movie from. This was hard because I'm like, this is she's not doing like Superman. She's not no. doing like a, you know, big straightforward uh no comedy. She's hero. doing booster yeah. gold. <laughs> She's doing booster gold. <laughs> that would be wild. No. Um so where I landed, and I'm actually kind of hyped by this, I want her to do a poison ivy movie. Ooh. Oh, that would work. kind of anti-hero, kind yeah. of like anti-hero, but like with noble intentions like trying to save the planet gonna do whatever the fuck it takes yeah dude um and i just think like she could do a lot of really good anti-hero like violence yeah but, like still tell a really good story and build a really really deep poison ivy yes i'm in on this lynn ramsey I don't know if I want to saddle you with the DCU, but also like you would crush this. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. I almost don't want it to be part of the DCU. I want it to be like an yeah. adjacent movie of like we're going to do. And that might just be the fact that it's like Joaquin Phoenix and I'm like sure. associating it with Joker, you know, but like. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But well, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix. Would well, play no, Poison he Ivy, wouldn't be but, in Poison Ivy, but yeah. um, that's a great one. Wow. So. Yeah, and Lynn Ramsey, if you haven't seen her movies, check it. I think she directed We Need to Talk About Kevin also, which yeah. is... Mm -hmm. um, and she just did a documentary called uh, Bridget mm -hmm. that premiered at at some film festival. Mm. Um, okay. At Venice. 
last oh, year. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> big, oh, big... wait, no, this might have been Bridget. No, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, hold no. on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, it's from 2019, so it's older. Mm. But, um, gotcha. Gotcha. But premiere to Venice. It's a documentary about um, a photographer. But Damn. That's yeah, a good that's, one. That's what I got. That is a good one. And one that I not would have not pegged at all, but that's that makes total sense. Um, I also was like, I've kind of been wanting to what recommend. Uh, oh, you were never, you were really, never really yeah for a little while. So perfect. I was like, aha, it's perfect. Um, what do you got, Josh? Well, in a very similar vein, I guess we're going dark this episode. Um, the movie that I'm going to recommend is called The Empty Man, which I've talked about on this pod before, but not I have not recommended it. Uh, directed by a man named David Pryor, who hasn't done a whole bunch of stuff. He's only really directed, I think, two things, one being The Empty Man, the other one being a um, an episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed as well. Uh, the Empty Man stars uh, James Badgedale as an ex-police officer who has to basically... or he takes it upon himself to investigate a missing girl and turns Mm -hmm. out that he's trying to basically figure out what's going on with this cult. And it's supernatural, a little bit folkloric, but it's really stupidly well done. And the reason I didn't see it at first was because I'm like, it's called The Empty Man. I'm like, come on, dude. (laughs) I I literally, I saw the name and I'm like, I'm never watching this. And then people were talking about it hit Max last year and I, I watched it and I was just blown away by the... I guess the patience that the movie has to let the story and the acting mm. do a lot of the heavy lifting where it's not just jump scares. Like there's barely any in the sure. movie. It's more just this feeling of dread. And I want David Pryor to do the swamp thing because mm. the way that he's able to not just cleverly execute a straight up thriller that turns into a horror movie, but yeah. he's able to ground what seems like a ridiculous premise just so deeply into the world that he has where you just buy everything that's going on. And there was a Swamp Thing show that was produced by James Wan. I never got into it. I think Michael Shannon is in that show for some reason. Um, But I thought that was a great idea. And I almost said James Wan, but I'm like, I don't want him. He's already, it doesn't make sense. He's already in the thing. That would make sense. That's like what I was hitting at earlier of like... These are like the mainstream names that you're like, yeah, yeah, like that's he's Aquaman, he's Fast and yeah. Furious, you know. But I think David Pryor is a really good kind of um, like a, a substitution there because his stuff is gritty, it's real, it's disturbing, and it feels not absurd, even though the the premise is weird. Like you start yeah. watching, it, you're like, this doesn't, this shouldn't work, but he makes it work. Um, and I want a disturbing Swamp Thing show or movie sure. or whatever. I want this to be dark and I want people to be like, this is not like it fits with the DCU, but it's like you like your movie. I want this to kind of feel a yeah. bit of a part. Like if this is rated R and it's brutal, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Because I think the Swamp Thing should be like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not even that we're going dark. We're just going plant-based. We're... <laughs> are vegan vegan all the way here um so yeah my recommendation is this is uh i almost said the swamp thing is the empty man it is a (laughs) rental but it's only like three bucks it's it's definitely worth checking out if you are in that genre of film um and i would love to see him do a swamp thing movie that'd be cool yeah that'd be shout out david Pryor, who's only done two things but they're both great so (laughs) like i trust james gunn to pull in talent that like uncommon talent Absolutely. You know, 
like across the board, like not even just like, you know, uncommon talent in terms of directors, but in terms of casting, in terms of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, absolutely. It's his jam, man. It is. Um, yeah, taking underdogs and making them movie stars. That's his whole jam. We'll have to see uh, what wrestler shows up because he arguably made Cena and Bautista's careers. So that's so true. Who, I'm not a big wrestler guy, so I don't. I'll have to ask yeah, some I, people. I don't that's know. All I got, yeah. Who's yeah. coming in from the WWE? Um, so yeah, that'll right. do it. That'll do it. Lots of stuff. Ending with. our note on the WWE. Yes, as as uh, every podcast should. <laughs> uh, all right, let's oh. bring it. Let's bring it home, Josh. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh man, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller thirty three. Fuller is spelt with no e. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxed at Josh J Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, so you can find me on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Pixel Split. Nope. Oop, I screwed it up. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram. At, I See, I started thinking about it, and then it all went. Uh, I'm just going to let it go. You can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you will find all of our recommendations including You Were Never Really Here and The Empty Man. That's a dark double feature, but... That is a dark double feature. But also, like, Poison really? Ivy and Swamp Thing would be a, yeah. a dark double feature. <laughs> exactly. We um, usually don't go both dark, but you know what? I'm glad we true. did this week. It's true. Yeah. Although your dark would be different from my dark, I think. Very different. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, well, in terms of, like, not in terms of our taste, but in terms of, like our recommendations like uh Definitely. david Pryor versus uh lynn ramsey uh, <laughs> lynn ramsey darkness. yeah yeah Definitely. cool all right all right that'll do it um i'm proud of us for not going too insane on the dcu although we did go pretty insane on the dcu we did and we um, had a timer even so like that's it's true it's true um <laughs> yeah we talked for a long time that's fine uh it's a podcast, God damn it! It is. It is a podcast. You know, if it's too long, listen to it on 2x speed. Or just shut it off halfway through. Yeah, well, no. Just don't. kidding. Don't just do tell that. people don't do not that. to listen to our podcast. God. <laughs> just enjoy how hilarious our voices are at 2x speed. Yes. For um, the love of God. <laughs> All right, Josh. Uh, good talking to you as always. You too, um, man. Yeah. Lots to watch. End of pod.